When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gil, we're back on Himalaya. Yes, sir. That's right, Himalaya. When you want to listen to the No Chill podcast a day early, you get it on Himalaya. (laughs) Download the Himalaya app and follow for exclusive first access. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future favorites. If you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcaster some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free. It's the easiest to use, and they're adding cool new features every single day. Go to the App Store, download Himalaya, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to subscribe to the No Chill Podcast. Of course. Himalaya for all the players. That's our new label. (laughs) On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we're joined by the two-time champion, nighttime all-star and MVP, Kevin Durant. Kevin and Gil go way back to Agent Zero's days in D.C. when Kevin was a young up-and-coming hooper that seat pleasant in the DMV. It's Kevin in a different way than you're used to hearing him. We cover a lot of ground from how he slows the game down and when he put it all together to be effective at the highest level. He also takes a minute to acknowledge where he's at in this window of the prime of his career and how he's playing with true happiness. We also find out what it's like to get every team's best shot and also to keep your focus when you're blowing them out. And what we've always wanted to know, how they decide in the huddle who gets the last shot. For Kevin and the Warriors, there is a different level of sacrifice that comes with the territory, which is maybe what we should appreciate most about their dominance. For Kevin and Gil, what they have in common is the priority of basketball over everything. With that in mind, how they approach choices players make not only in their careers, but also in their lives. Make no mistake about it, the money and the status is major, but the championship is the ultimate dream. It's a loaded episode of the No Chill Podcast. Remember, we're out early exclusively on the Himalaya app. Download and subscribe on any device and be sure to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. Good, we got Kevin here. The sniper. What? 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 what <laughs> what's the nickname? There's so many. Which one? The tra- uh, was it? Tarantula. Durant. Sniper. Durantula. What easy you, money. Which one? Easy money. Call me what you want, man. Easy money. Is like, I ain't gonna lie. Easy money. <laughs> but you, you sometimes you can make up your own nickname. I didn't make up mine. Ages. I'm not saying you, but DC guys can. Gave me mine. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't make up ages. No. Nah. What you did? It was a. It was a MySpace thing. Oh, you know, when MySpace was out, yeah, and I had all back. these ladies on it. You know, he had the top eight, and I called myself the Black President. And then someone was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yo, you're like the age of zero. Like, that was what? crazy. That went crazy in DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Hibachi was, that was a mindset more. Yeah, that thing. was that was something I was doing. I'm surprised people, more people don't talk about that when it comes to, like, certain ways to think as an athlete. Because you was doing some next level shit. As I was coming up and I was hearing the stories, I was like, uh, only only person I heard I was doing that type of stuff was Kobe. Like at two in the morning after the club, you're going to shoot. I'm like, I was hearing stuff like that. I didn't know it was true, but as a young baller coming up in DC, mm-hmm. we idolized you. You know what I'm saying? We hear we hear that stuff. 
And I'm like, yo, I got to do something else. I got to figure, I got to figure Did out. Did you do it like that? No, but I'm like, <laughs> I got to tap into what, what that is for me. You know what I'm saying? From hearing those stories. It's different for everybody, for everybody. But doing shit like that, I, I was hearing, I was like, that's crazy. But I'm surprised people don't talk about it. You know, because nobody understands. Everybody hears greatness. Never, No one understands how to get to it. So, you know, just like you, you see now, I see players doing things I didn't do. You know, like staying after the game, getting a full workout yeah. in. You know, we're yeah. not going in lifting ice, but, you know, not back on the court. Yeah. Like, unless I done had a shitty-ass game, yeah. and, you know, like, but, you know, to see the players taking it to a, a, a new level of we're working out after the game, we're putting extra time in, it's like, yeah. that's that's what it takes. Like, you know, I grew up on, you know, Jordan and hearing his stories and then watching Kobe yeah. You know, I come to the gym at three. We got a game at seven. He's already in the gym taking 500 shots. And I'm yeah. like, that's how you get better. In the summer, we're all working. We're all got the same trainer. We're yeah. all taking the same amount of shots. But that, that's, that, that during the season is. Yeah, that's the, that's the one. That's, when that's you, how you separate yourself. But also when you get something in your mind, like, I want to get better at this or this situation in the, in the game happened. And, like, that just burns you. So you be like, I gotta get in the gym, and I gotta work. I think as you get as you get older, like those moments, you realize what they are. You know they can come around at any time, especially when you get to shoot as much as we could. Like a missed shot at the end of the game, like I know that's coming back around because that's just my role on the team. So it's like you don't. I try not to dive into those moments too much, and you know, harp on just that moment instead of just going through the whole game and seeing how I could have been perfect. And then that next day I work on how to be perfect, you know what I mean? How to make every shot, every move that I want to do. I try to work on it and see how I can knock it down next time just by watching film and going through the game again. So as I got older, I started to look at the game that way, and it's definitely helped. At what point did that happen for you? Year, I say year three. Like nah, year four I got hurt. Year three, year four, when we when I really took it to a next level. You just um, got to where were you at in year four? I was in DC. You know, I got hurt my third year in DC, and then I missed most you of only that did season. Two in Golden State? Huh? Two in Golden State? Yeah. That's crazy. Like what? <clears throat> do you remember the play? Do you remember the play that changed your confidence? Because I know you came you came in the league averaging twenty, which is unheard of for 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 a rookie. So. You you was already destined to, to to be what you are, but do you remember the play like a certain play that turned like like oh shit this shit too easy for me? <laughs> I want to say just a play. It was just like a a stretch in the season. I want to say twenty twelve, and as a scorer, you just you learn different levels of the game. So I I was in I was learning how to score and be effective in a pick and roll, but I was just looking to score every time. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're in a pick and roll, you gotta, you just gotta play the game at that point. You can't just go straight score mode yeah. all the time when straight pass mode. So like, I'm in between learning how to play and be me in a pick and roll. And that year, it's a lockout year. It was a short season, 2012. I was like, real smooth in the pick and roll. I was seeing passes before they would uh, open up. And I was just waiting on guys to help. And I was kicking to the corners I was like I was seeing stuff so slow and then I would pull up on the dime I would get to the cup I'm like oh shit I feel like I'm at Barry Farms out here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm it was early in the season I think we like played Minnesota and I spent all somebody in a pick and roll and did a crazy layup I've never done in the game and I was like oh shit 
I'm really, I'm really, I'm really in it right now. I feel like I'm in the prime of who I am, and I just got to keep going. I got to experience more for me to get better. Yeah, and I always, you know, ask people like, "Yo, do you remember?" Because I remember mine. It was I hit the game winner against the Bulls, right? And then I remember Kobe tweeting something, writing something, basically said, "Oh, you know, he's he's here now. Let's see if he can build." So after that playoff, we got swept by Bulls. You know, they, oh, that was, oh, they, that was I mean, uh, by the heat, serious. they, they, you know, the heat came through, smacked the shit out of us. That was ugly. You know, <laughs> you know, you got, you know, you got Wade, Lonzo, you know, Gary Payton, you got the they fucking whole, it was bets, 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 you know, Shaq them. So I went into the summer and it was, I was, championship on, I was on kill mode. Like I'm trying like, yo, I, like I know what if I know what that feels like now. Like I've hit game winners before, but a game winner in the playoff. Oh, that's, that's you know, after they level. came back by twenty, it's like yo. And then and then from there, I was like, oh, I can't be stopped. Yeah. You know, so my mental went into the game knowing I can't be stopped. You know, you know, just takes you onto a new level. And I was just trying to figure out, like, yo, what year? Because yeah, yeah, it was probably like you've been killing, you've been killing, but you know, there's. Killing and then there's like, yeah, that is shit too easy for me. Yeah, yeah y'all yeah, motherfuckers yeah. can't go. It's on, like man. it's like it's, <laughs> everything slows down. Yeah, it's yeah. like Matrix level yeah. slows down. You go back to being a kid again. You know what I'm saying? When you always been the best player on the court, and it's just like it's just on, on the highest level now. Like, do you think the game is easier for you now, averaging 25, or when you was averaging 30, 32? Is it easier? Yeah. Is it's easier. It's easier now on um, when it comes to like every time down. I'm not just thinking about how how we can score in this possession or how I can create some in this possession. I might I might be the guy that's screening. I might be the guy that's cutting and creating something in a different way. Um, so you just think the game a little bit more, you know, instead of just pressing pressing the goal button when you got to average thirty and be a counter. You got to make sure your team's accounted for you know a certain amount of points every game to be. Just in the game, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know majority is that going to come from you, but when you're playing on a team and you got a lot of talent, it's like any given possession, um, just a cut or a screen can get you a basket. And, you know, it just makes you think about different things. It just makes you more rounded as a player. So I don't think motherfuckers really know how talented the group is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really think people understand how talented and what you guys got to sacrifice yeah. to do what you're doing. Like... Like you got Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Clay is gonna get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Draymond keeps on his. You got four Hall of Fame. shit boogies. Yeah, don't you, know, you, boogies. you got five Hall of Fame players yeah. on one team in their zone. Yeah. This ain't like you know like old, old, you know, old motherfucker coming in trying yeah. to you know fit. Nah, you got five motherfucker prime players playing that you guys got to sacrifice. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like coming down and it's like. Any any one of these motherfuckers give you sixty tonight. Yeah, and I don't, yeah. <laughs> and, like I've never had that kind of time. I mean, I, I when I'm playing NBA Live and I, you know NBA yeah. 2K and I put the shit together, but you <laughs> to see this shit unfold, yeah. I don't think anybody really understands what they're watching right now. It's they all they see is oh you know motherfucker average 25, 26, You know, I mean they ain't MVP. Nobody we don't about appreciate the, it. You, you get don't. spoiled in a sense. You, you get you you really get lost. It's like. Because it's so easy, the wins are coming so easy that it's like, eh, they're not they're not as good as they used to be. Like, ah, y'all motherfuckers don't understand, <laughs> man. You got you got 
You got fucking five damn near Bugattis out there trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, how to yeah. rev their engine while they're yeah. all on the court. And this, I just think we got a, we got a really good system that works for everybody. Um, that utilizes everybody's strengths. You know, we don't. Draymond's not going to be the guy that's going to get thirty, but mm-hmm. he's going to create fourteen or fifteen open shots for all of us by, you know, pushing the, pushing off a rebound, pushing the transition, just directing this out there on the offensive side. Then you got Stephen Clay, who you know we set screens for at the three point line and utilize their jump shots, and they break people down off the dribble. We got guys screening for them constantly, and it's like. I think I just think our offense just makes everybody better. And I think Coach Kerr is so good at making sure, you know, he puts everybody in position to be successful. You know what I'm saying? That's tough to do as a coach when you got so many great players. And I think we got – and think also a lot of guys who really don't – who really don't care about, you know, the accolades or none of that extra stuff. We just want to hoop and play good basketball every night and go home. I mean, it's pretty simple. <laughs> and I think that's the hardest thing because you can really get ahead of yourself. Like, Clay – going 10 for 10 from three last night, right? That's crazy. And, like, you could showboat and, you know, like, just be on cruise control, but you guys aren't. You're locked, and it's hard to do that every night. Yeah. I mean, when Clay makes six threes in a row, it's it's tough. When, you know, teams wrap up the defense, and it's tough to get them open, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we working to get them open. You know, we pushing the ball, we dribbling at him, we setting screens for him at the three-point line, we drawing and kicking. We trying to get him, you know, we trying to keep him on his pace that he's on. So... And that's tough to do, you know. You got to shift your focus to something else, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, it's, we, we just had those periods where we can shift to playing one of those games or making it a, a, a tough, mucked-up game. We play straight defense or a fast-paced game. And I think, you know, we just got smart players, and, and that's not talked about enough. If you're talking about us, if you want to say anything <laughs> about us, just mention that as well, that we got a lot of guys who will have high IQs for the game, and that's rare to have them on one team. Yeah, shit, high IQs and, like – it's it's so hard, and especially you know the era I grew up in. It's designed for okay, I'm gonna be on a bad team to be a star. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm gonna be a star. So to see young young and then the reason young teams break up is because they they all want to be alphas. Yeah, you know. So to see that you got you know three four four guys basically thirty and under. That's sitting there sacrificing. Is that's why I said I don't think people pay attention to that. You know, it's like yo, like you can see how Kyrie and you know LeBron, you know Kyrie wanted his own. Like I need my yeah. own, mm-hmm. and then he leaves. But it's like you guys are sitting here right here, like year after year. It's like I, I just, I just think, I just think it comes down to experiences and what you want to experience in the league. You know, I think for most of us. Um, Especially, you know, for me coming over here and just wanting to play a different way, meaning like sacrificing and what you're talking about, it's just like when you experience so much, it's just like, all right, now what's next when it, in terms of how I want to play this game? Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of guys throughout their careers try to figure that out. And whether it's staying with a group or wanting to leave for a different opportunity, I think, I think it's healthy when guys think about the game and think about their games that way because – so used to like being put in the box as an athlete on what you should do, and you always think about yourself like second, you know. And so I see a lot of guys now just trying to take uh, control of their careers and, and put themselves there where they want to play basketball first and where they want to live. All that stuff that comes with being an NBA player. So when you talk about like Kyrie and Boogie and those situations, mm-hmm. it's just like just seeing those dudes and knowing them. You know how much they value basketball and what type of ball they want to play. And I think more more players are starting to look at it that way. Was that a hard decision? 
Hell yeah, man. <laughs> and what? Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, when you're in this life, it's like all that other stuff comes uh, comes with it. You know, basketball is kind of like 1B to a lot of different mm-hmm. things as far as, you know, just the lifestyle. You know, so when you put the game first, I see a lot of guys doing it. I mean, you put the game first, it just you reap the benefits, whether it's when you want to get paid, you want to live in a good mm-hmm. city, you want fame. Like, if you... Really, just keep it at basketball. All that stuff come with it. Yeah, I, I remember watching LeBron in the decision, <laughs> and I can tell how nervous mm-hmm. he was. Like you know, you're talking about you know LeBron. You know, you know how he plays the game. You know, there's no nerve. And I'm watching him do the interview, and you can just see how hard that decision was. Yeah, Even right. if he even if he rehearsed how, you know, this is what I'm, so the fact that, like, I heard him, he's like, I'm going to Miami, I'm taking my talents to Miami. He had to say it twice just to, conf- <laughs> yeah. to confirm it to himself. And yeah. it's like, like, I've never had that decision. Like, I mean, when I left, the, you know, to go to Washington, I'm out, I ain't, ain't no But also, no, no player put himself out there like that on no, national TV no, so, in but a formal sit-down interview like that. That is true, but it, so many other people made that moment so so serious. So, I mean, obviously, when everybody want to know what you want to do, it's just like, Damn, how do I present this yeah, to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, even when you left Washington, I mean, uh, Golden State, like, when you were in Washington, there was a certain routine that you had when you was in Golden State that you probably thought about on a daily yeah, yeah, basis. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So imagine, imagine being in a place for eight years, and then you're like, fuck, should I leave this shit? Like, <laughs> I know exactly. I built so much up in me as a person from my routine to the people I know to even from equipment managers to ball boys. Yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. those people all the way on up. Like, damn. It's, I, done built, I done built a lot up in this league so far. Even in two, two to three years, you know, I'm like, shit. It's hard to leave that it's comfort zone. It's hard just there to leave that comfort zone. So when you step outside of that, it's just like, man, you really step into the world for the first time because it's like... I got a new route to practice. I'm dealing with new people. I'm dealing with a new city, like mm-hmm. new way to new way to the gym. I might change my shooting time from <laughs> yeah, what I yeah. did a couple years ago. So it's just like, man, you're just excited for that, just that that new feel of playing ball again. But I think we a lot of people can relate to that. And we were talking about when we we chopped it up in New Orleans that time, and that's what we talked about yeah. was, you know, you can have your job and your everyday routine and what you're used to, and you're like this other position came up or, you know what, I'd be better off at this company or doing this with my life. And that's real. That's what everyone can relate to. And the fact that a player does that with his career, we shouldn't be shocked by that at all. I think we're, it's not shocked. It's that everyone, everyone just seems like we all built our, our ideal basketball player off of Jordan and Magic and Bird. Yeah. You know, so when you say, well, Jordan didn't do it, Bird didn't do it. Magic didn't do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, they was in all basketball cities. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, so obviously, then motherfuckers didn't have to leave. And they had, and they had, they had owners and GMs that really were dedicated and passionate about basketball. And that's, that's what fans don't get. And I think media does a fucking horrible job at pointing it out. So it, 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 they're basically telling you, if you're a player and you get picked in any city, besides right now, Golden State, LeBron, Wherever he goes, uh, <laughs> wherever he goes, it, it, you take those two teams out. How many of them are really trying to win championship? So if you if you're a player, a young player that gets put in those cities, what ends up happening is they let you do your thing, you build this fame, you become this star, and then eventually they say, 
Yeah, they just can't win. You're just not good enough. You're not making a team better. Like, wait, wait a minute. We just went to the championship, all right? Mm-hmm. We just lost this player. You guys didn't sign this player back. You you got rid of James Harden and Brooke and this. Yeah. What the fuck do you... <laughs> Obviously, we're going to go fucking backwards. I yeah, mean, yeah. like, like this ain't us. Like, yeah. all we can do is what... You, you, you give us... You, you give us the tools, we're going to make it happen. But I don't think people understand that. Listen, you guys during lockouts, doing all this, you guys are advocating for billionaires. Like, really? Like, you guys are saying, oh, man, look. Like, look, he left for the money. Well, he's the billionaire, motherfucker. Like, yeah. I'm taking pay cuts to make the team better yeah. for a billionaire. Like, this ain't, this ain't. That's <laughs> this, crazy. Like. All for the love. Yes, like, and that's what I. That's what people don't. Re- we love the game so much that yeah, we fools, was though. we will take a sixteen twenty million dollar pay cut to keep my friend here. Yeah, but that's what they. That's 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 what they prey on. Like, yeah, you know, Kevin, you know, to build this team, we'll build two, three more championships. You take the pay cut, yeah. Yeah, that shit works when we're 24, 25, 26. But eventually, we're like, wait a minute, hold on. God damn it. <laughs> you the billionaire, dude. Like, I'm going to be here a couple more years, and you're going to keep doing this to the same motherfucking kids. This is my life. Yeah, like, yo, so, no, you pay your taxes. I'm not, what, you take a pay cut from what you yeah. make to pay us so we can yeah. keep this shit going. And I don't. I see, I see, I see, I see where you're going. Like, I mean, we all feel, <laughs> we all feel that way, and it's just like, that's just one of those things that. We're so used to it. We're so used to it. And it's like really hard to control to control <clears throat> because like, do you really want to play with this player, this player, and go to win? Because it costs a lot for guys now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like make a decision if you're a player. Like, what do you want? What do you what do you desire? You know what I'm saying? So it's like they just giving us a choice to make. Yeah, that's you know? a, that's the bad part. They're giving us a choice so they can keep Making a hundred million a year but plus. The, but the good thing that we have on our side is like nowadays we got a, we got more we got platforms in order for us to make more money off the floor. So there's a lot of guys who it's easier to get a shoe deal now. It's easier to get mm-hmm. to to get endorsements or just to just your face to be out there now because our game is so visible. So it's like now you can make more money off the court. Now you, those decisions could be a little easier if you want them to be. You get what I'm saying? But it shouldn't be your it's, decision. It, should, it shouldn't I mean, be. That's just like, how the, it's just how the shit works, that, though. That's what I said. If I'm worth fucking $4 billion, right? Yeah. And I'm it's sitting just, here trying to figure out, okay, I, I made $100 million last year. Mm-hmm. Shit, if I give Kevin the max, I'm only going to make $40 million. But the thing nah, is, I, need to, I need to get him to you know buy into this so I can keep making my $100. Like, like, but the thing <laughs> is, though, like I get that. But like I had to stop complaining because I see MJ. He a baller, too. And he an owner, so it's just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I can do that. We can do that. People can do that if you really want to. I feel that. I feel that way. So I'm like, it's somebody that was us at one point that's there. So it's like, can we really complain about it? We might as well see if we. can And the get thing there. he did was he put that on your radar now, where you exactly. can say like, so it was like, like I could either be a coach or a GM as a player. Like, I could own the damn yeah, team. Yeah, look at MJ. I know it's gonna be hard as shit to do it, but it's just like for us to think. To, for us to be sane about all of this shit, it's just like that's a good way to look at it. Cause like, if you grind hard as you can and you really do it the right way, you probably can. You can you can get there too. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm waiting for Kobe to say he gonna be an owner. Yeah, I mean, saying. you know what I mean? It's, that's, a, it's, a, it's fucked up how it is, you know, and how that is, and like, that's tough. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, shit, why not try to be an owner one day? 
But why is it so important for a player to take control of their future? I don't know if you'll realize that when you're 23, 24, but you hit a point where you're like, you know, this is, I got to put this in my, keep, you know, keep this in my hands. Because again, it's my life. I mean, because it's your life. I mean, if, I mean, that's the most important thing when you're stepping outside your, when you're stepping outside your world growing up and you want to experience life. It's like, I'm in this profession. I might as well just see how I can work this the best. And like you said, coming into the league, you feel like you're not a real person when it comes to like, this is a job. You know, you look at it differently because you've been doing it your whole life. But when there's money involved, then it's a job, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> especially this amount of money. So if you you got you to gotta start putting your priorities in order and think about the things that you want the most. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I've never been, you know, to the point where I got, you know, I got hurt at 25, so I didn't get to, the, you know, make decisions, you know. So, but as a player, it's like, I can keep going down this road, and the only thing they're going to attack is my legacy. You know, they're going to attack your legacy. Like, you're saying I'm not a great scorer because I don't have a ring on my finger? I don't right? believe that shit. Yeah, you know, that's me. You know, as a, you know, we don't believe it because we're hoopers. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, the, you know, it's like the non-hooper, the non-hoopers yeah. always try to use that like, yo, you ain't that great because you don't have a ring. So you sit here and, okay, so so if I get a ring, you're going to, I'm validated now. So this this averaging 28, 29, 30, 32, that doesn't validate me. This uh, dumbass dumb, dumb ring. Yes. So now you got to leave, go win rings for people like, see, look at him. He, he done put his back, he done turned his back on his whole team. Like, what, what the fuck do you guys want from me now? It's crazy because it's just a bunch of fans in the media that do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and as a like when you're looking at players as a fan, you just look at them as like I items. So like when Gilbert Arenas is walking around, like I bet they're looking at I. I wonder what accolades he has. What's over top of his head? Does he have an MVP? Nah, he ain't nice. He ain't got a ring. Nah, he ain't nice. He ain't got Finals MVP. Nah, he ain't nice. Cause that's what's been pumped out at all times is what's important in basketball. But if you ask a real guy like Yo, Gil's averaging thirty. He was knocking down shots before they. He was putting his arms in the air before they went in. Like nobody was doing that in the league. He's nice. Like he's stamped. He's forever stamped in this game. There's a lot of guys like that that you don't give credit to that probably haven't accomplished, you know, gotten the trophies or the, the shiny things, but it's like, no, there's some hoopers that have been around. As I said, you know, everyone's not everyone's not fortunate to win. Everyone, you know, like you gotta think about it. If LeBron went to, wouldn't have left, if he wouldn't have left that first time, will he have three rings now? We said this the other day. He probably would have got one. He probably would, as, he would probably have one ring. Was, but right. you know, as a player, as if a you big, was on the Spurs, well, how many rings you had? You know, five. <laughs> you know, but but she that's what I said. Change like that. Mm-hmm. But that, but that's the problem. Is like, how can a legacy like I'm doing all I can possibly do? You can't hold me to this. Yep. Like yo. You know what it is? Kevin mentioned the fans in the media. We want to rank. It's the media rank, that pushes the you. fans. Yeah. So you're like, the, if, you got, if T-Mac and, and Kobe are this close, well, Kobe, T-Mac yeah. was a hooper, like we said, unstoppable, unguardable, but Kobe has the rings. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, it's more blogs, more blogs and more like personalities now that's in the media. So they are fans. Like I, you can point dudes from out the barbershop or at the rec center that talk just like mm-hmm. how these media guys <laughs> yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's just like, you know what that is. You know, it's just, they don't really know what goes into this. But you know they they just they just having fun and getting paid for their opinions, which is the easiest job in the world. If you had to rank yourself right now, right now, <laughs> year twelve, 
Where do you put yourself as top scoring? <laughs> That's crazy to rank because it's hard to do that. But I just know who the supreme scorers are. I feel like if you did it for 10 years at an elite rate, then you and that. So guys like, I wouldn't say 10 years. I would say six years of like 24, 23 points a game plus to me. That's 23 what, points. But you, that's just, I'm just but, giving you my, how I look at scores in my opinion. Well, you ain't even average 23. Yet. <laughs> Your lowest is 25. But you see the range I'm putting you in. Yeah, 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 like, I see. Yeah, push, I see you try to add, yeah, you try to add some people in here. Because I'm appreciating everybody yeah. for how they score. You know, there's some, there's some different scores out there yeah. that I like. So, I got like just a range. If you've been doing it for, I say six to seven years at that at that rate, where you just at the top of your game and you and you like always top ten scoring, you putting up twenty five, twenty three, twenty four a night on up, then you a score. And I feel like you're elite. And I've been doing that 12. plus a little bit more for eleven, twelve years. So. You, yeah, that's what I said. I'm looking at how that you is. know. I look at the stats and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Tell me what you know. Is. You know, from the beginning, you know, you got you talking about what 20, 25, 30. 25 in your second season. Yeah, then you thirty. I mean, and then from there it's just boom, 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 boom. So it's like Jesus Christ. When it's all said and done, I mean, your argument for one of the best score. Like I don't care about the num- like where you fall at in the, the the chart of a motherfucker who played thirty eight years and the twenty two years. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it's like yeah, yeah. like it's like gee, like yeah. And this motherfucker was really like this is like I, you know like when people say well Iverson I said man. The, the motherfucker had 10 years of some incredible shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like, and, and it's it's hard. Like, people don't understand that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Nostalgia yeah. always wins when you come when it comes to that stuff, when you're talking about the past, the legends, you know, the that feeling that they gave you at that moment is always gonna win mm-hmm. in the now. So, you know, I'll just look at it. Look at it when I'm done. I'm sure people will talk about it. We'll talk about this whole thing a little bit better. And, you guys get a little bit more credit when they're done, you know what I'm saying? But as of right now, if you ask me who the best scorer, of course, we'd be like, yo, when Kobe scored 80, when he had that run, that shit was way better than anything I <laughs> yeah. ever did, you know what I'm saying? Because it was just so fun for me at that time. But, you know, I feel like I've put in a lot of work over the years that, like, when I'm done hooping and you talking about guys that score the basketball, like, any conversation in the world, I think I, I think 80% of it is going to have, like, yo, KD, though, he can score a little bit. Yeah. I, that's cool with me. If you're doing that, that's straight with me. I, I I feel like I did my job as a hooper. Like right now, I mean, right now, we can say you're probably the best scorer in NBA. And, I mean, when it comes I, to I natural, when it comes to natural scoring, I mean, you can't like also like, matchup too. Like when you when you just say natural scoring, just bucket for bucket, position for position, you are the best scorer in NBA. Period. I mean, that's you've been doing that. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, you could. I, I mean, you could say that. I, I had. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. You gotta remember. I, 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 I just, I just never can really say that because so many dudes can get buckets. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate all of that shit. But like, and I know I can get buckets too. But it's just like, man, any given night, anybody can. There's a few dudes I feel like can go get 60, 70 points, and I'm just like, yeah, any, any given night. But that's just any given. But if a motherfucker me on the ground. But if a motherfucker just, if, if we took away Steph, Steph, and Clay right now. <laughs> 
You average forty five, right? No, I don't even want to. <laughs> I know you even, don't want to, but that's just like you had to fun forty five for me. Like, yeah. you know, I want to play the game now. I'd rather get forty five on the flow. Yeah, because you're at that point in your career, though. Exactly. I know that's exactly. And that's but, why, I, yeah. I mean, I can put up numbers. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I was. Uh, I, I said it. I said it. It was. It was you guys. It was no, no, you no. It was the the 2015. That's 2015 Warriors, right? Yeah. And they're playing against LeBron, and Kyrie went down, and that's when I went on Instagram and said. This would be the first time and probably the only time you guys ever see LeBron at full capacity. I said, because he has to. Oh, yeah. He, he was, he's he going to have to actually do everything he possibly can. I said, since he's came in the league, rings has been on his belt. So he's been trying to build teams. He's never had a team where he just got to do whatever he wanted and he's just going to dominate for a season like feel, Kobe did. I feel like he always had teams where he could do whatever he wanted, but I think that, was, just, that was the first time he had to really get shots so, up because yeah. <laughs> they just had to get him up yeah, in his yeah, possession. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And who was going to shoot him? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? So he's he like, I just got to get a shot they up. They were literally shorthanded. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. He, like, and I you just, see what he did. And I was like, that's going to be the last time you see that shit. Because he, that was the first time I ever seen him shoot like 30 shots a game. I'm like, yo, he getting them up. He got to, though. He has to, and that was that was the first time I really seen that. Because the early version of him in Cleveland, he didn't have the talent around him like he did later. He when he went to my, that, but he knew I gotta what he did and go to Miami to, and put see, other we, pieces. We played in talent for what though to win a chip or just to grow no, as a player? Where it wasn't all on him. All no, okay, way. so what he he didn't have names like you think. What he had was people who were good at certain things, like Especially, you know, uh, Drew Good, like Drew Gooden, like LeBron killed us. He averaged thirty six. But Drew Gooden killed us on rebounds and, you know, Galsis, we couldn't stop. Like, you had these players, like, okay, when we thought we had him controlled, someone else hit 20. Like, okay, we wasn't expecting Eric Snow to have 18 tonight. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like he had the right players around him for us not to just focus on him. Yeah. You know, and and, and that's been his, his thing that he keeps players. But I think that's been his downfall, too, that... The players he have, when it's all said and done, these motherfuckers are still not great players. Yeah. But he makes he makes them look better than they are. But the good thing about that, that series was in 2006 when they beat y'all, right? Yep. The re, I, I watched that whole series. I was coming to those games, and it was just like, like you said, he had those guys that knew exactly what they wanted to do. They had, they knew their roles, and I felt like y'all had a lot of undisciplined players. So those times y'all was giving up, y'all gave up a three to end the game, end the series. Yeah. And like no championship team does that. <laughs> y'all had so much talent. That was me too. And I was like, yo, come on, yo, how you give up Damon Jones? Like why the fuck Damon Jones get to celebrate on y'all court? Brown's supposed to be doing that. If anything, give it up to him because you know he gonna toss that thing to somebody for the open. And, and, and you know the fuck, you, know, you know the sad part is it was like. Okay, Damon Jones got in. He ain't played since game four. Yeah, gave up. Ain't nobody. Game. He ain't played this game. He came in. And, LeBron ain't passing it to this motherfucker right here, so I'm just going to lean off of him. Yeah, and. But you, y'all, 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 y'all wasn't locked into the point where y'all got to know that him and him and Bron are so tight. They walk into games together. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, if he in the game, you know Bron looking but for But you know what's so funny is like when you're in the middle of that, 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 that game and you – it's like it's – like, Iggy coming in and hitting the three, right? He just got in. It's like, 
Nah, they not gonna pass it to nah, him. Nah, nah. Damian Jones was all he was was a spiker. shooter. But he just got. He ain't playing two games though. He looking for the corner. Three. <laughs> I know he looking for the corner. I know that was your fault. You want to? I know. No, but I'm just but saying. You no, know you can't leave him in that corner for that trace. Hey, you don't supposed to come off the corner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't supposed to come off. The, I did. I just fucked it all up. I just. No, I'm telling you, y'all were locked in. That man. motherfucker hit a game winner on the. You know, LeBron hit a game winner layup and a game winner clearly. He ain't doing it again. Yeah, exactly. I would have thought the same thing. Nah, you ain't hit. This one, no sir. That motherfucker hit that corner. Nah, I was hot. Oh, oh man, I was, was so hot. When the crowd Especially after I missed the free throw. Like, you know, I missed the free throws already, so I already, I'm already mm. fucked up. I'm already mentally fucked up, like still thinking about the free throws. Like, damn, motherfucker, missed the free throws. And, well, do you think you know. do you think that series, that team, those Cleveland teams, y'all, I thought that was a nice DC rivalry. What you think? Because y'all played them a couple times in the playoffs, right? Yeah. See, I was only healthy for that one. Oh, that oh, you didn't play that. The, the, the second year I was hurt, and then the third year I didn't even play. So, so that was my only real series against Cleveland. Well, it just felt like, we, but we play, because we played them so often, it was yeah, that. Yeah, it felt like it was a little. But we, the, 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 the other two times we were under, we were under man. We had more talent. They just played us. They just they were just smarter. Yeah, you Quran. Like, yeah, and at that time, that that Wizards team was the best team that Cleveland faced until they put the Celtics together. Really, that could have been a great rivalry. Yeah, this was because we, man. What I'm saying is, I used to study. We, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sitting here studying, like, like I'm watching. Like when I'm on a bench, I'm sitting there watching them. All right. So whenever he wants to get going, he looks at coach. They take Ogalskas out, and then we take Brendan out, and then him and Larry hit the hole. So they, hey, look, coach, listen, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> listen. When they take Ogalskas out, don't, don't take out don't Brendan, take Brendan because man. when you take out Brendan. Our big man coming in is six, six, Who's eight, the, six, nine. Who's the big one? It was either Eton or Michael Ruffin coming Michael, in. Oh yeah, you know, they so going right at the rim when them. Dudes. Yeah, and that's what—that's exactly what was happening. It was coming right at the rim, and and Eddie was like, "I mean, we need Brendan to match up with Agalska, so we have to rest Brendan when Agalska's rest." I'm like, "That's that's their game plan. Take take Agalska's out, so you take Brendan. These two motherfuckers hit the lane on us." Man, that's that's when the coach is having a battle right there. That's when yeah. the player, the players are just playing. And the coaches got to make the right <laughs> yeah, moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially in the playoffs. All right, we got to take a quick break to talk about our friends at Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service. Gil loves it. They find deliver clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. So go to stitchfix.com slash no chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell them your size, the styles you like, and how much you want to spend. They pair you with your own personal stylist. Makes you look good. You handpick five items and they send them right to the door. Uh, then you try them on, pay for only what you love and return the rest. Shipping, exchanges and returns are always free. No subscription required. Sign up and receive scheduled shipments. Get your fix whenever you want it. So stitchfix.com. Enter it now uh, and you get a 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. And now for listeners of the No Chill podcast, stitchfix.com slash no chill special for our listeners it's a $20 fee which is applied towards anything you keep you can return the rest so one more time stitchfix.com slash no chill okay so I was watching I was watching last year against uh, Houston and before you got here before you got to Golden State I think a problem built in that led to that series that Golden State was blowing everyone out 
so bad. You know, Steph didn't play in half the fourth quarters. Mm-hmm. Should not more than half of all the fourth quarters and sometimes only three minutes of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is, even though Steph was the best player, they were never in situations for him to hit really big shots. He hit the one against against you guys in OKC where he shot the damn shit from half court. Yeah. Um, he hit a few, like he hit three game winners in his whole career. So when you came and you're the go-to guy and you're, you're a fourth quarter finisher and I'm sitting here looking at the playoff and say, they're, not, they're just not used to it. Mm-hmm. They've been blowing people out so bad that they're, they're not used to the last one minute and who to give the ball to because they've never actually been in that situation. And as long as Houston keeps the game close, because James Harden, you know who's taking the last shot. Mm-hmm. In the Golden State, it was like, wait, do they know who they're supposed to get the ball to? Like, is it? <laughs> uh, in the Houston series, I disagree because that first year, we might not have had, like, every game might not have been a close game, but we had, in the playoffs especially, we had, well, in the regular season, it was at least two games a week in the regular season when we was playing to the end of the games. We struggled in the regular season with, like, who to get a ball to, what plays mm-hmm. to run. Cleveland game. We lost at the end on the last second play, Memphis game. Um, we, you know, tried to I shot a deep three for the clock at 20 seconds on the clock, and we needed to run the play. And like we was figuring stuff out throughout the year and the playoffs. Game threes, we would struggle. Game twos, you know, would be tight games, mm-hmm. and we was figuring out how to play late in games. And I think we found that rhythm, especially in round two last year against New Orleans. You know, we figured out how to play in the fourth quarters. You know, so I knew we we just we were, we were figuring out different ways to be effective. But in that Houston series, they just took us out of all of our offense. So it was like, all right, where do we? How are we gonna get our shots up? You know, mm-hmm. they were taking us off the three point line. They were switching everything, but um, every action that we were trying to do, the quick hits, the misdirections, all that stuff that we like to do to mm-hmm. get us going, they were switching it. So we just had to, you know, try to screen to get the matchup we wanted to go go to work most of the possession. So it was just like. That's what bogged us down a bit. So you gotta give credit to Houston defense more so than us just not knowing what to do. You know, so I'm not giving. <laughs> they played they great fucking lazy as fuck. They, and that's serious. <laughs> they played. They played. They made us think, and they played great defense on us. Um, you just couldn't hit shots. It was. It's tough to get looking. Tough. To, tough to get easy against. Get free against them. And you know, our offense is based off of movement. We catch and, and see that is what I said. It's like one of those things. Like that's what I said. I'm watching and I'm saying, well. This might be one of those games where you don't run offense. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you just say, "All right, look, we just gonna, we just gonna go to our advantage. Fuck them." Yeah. And so they gonna pick, you know, we just gonna milk it and just mm-hmm. say, "All right, you guys can't stick KD. Go out there and score sixty until you guys figure the shit out." Yeah. You know, and it's like, you don't want a heavy dose of that though. And I think we were trying to figure out the balance. But you know, we gonna keep running our plays that they taking us out of. We got we can keep figuring out different actions to make those work. Or we can go ISO, and I think we were just trying to figure out the balance of that. I think that's when that was new for us. And um, Houston, like I said, they did a good job of making us think about that. And I, but we figured it out at some points. That's what I said. Is it is it hard? I mean, I know it's not as hard as you know we make it sound, but when it's so easy, when it's so easy, like I remember what what we were watching. Was it that? Was, was it the it was championship that series? Yeah, not their series. Yeah, then versus Houston. When I when I seen it was um, it was like the end of the end of the game, and then um, 
We knew the ball was going to Steph, and then Clay runs up. He like he, there's no spacing, mm-hmm. and I was like, they're just not used to it. They're just, they're just not. They're so used to movement that they don't know yeah. how to say, all right, boom, everybody yeah, get yeah, the yeah. fuck out of here. You know, let me go ahead and do my thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're so playing in the offense that when it came down to specialty plays and specialty per- people that I don't think they've been accustomed to yet. I mean, this year. I don't give a fuck what defense is out there. I'm just going to be honest. Like, you know, when I seen, you know, the first play between you you and Cousins come down and he dunked, I was like, you know what? It's, yeah. <laughs> you know what? This shit ain't even fucking fair. And five minutes later, and, he's behind the three-point line. Yeah, that's what I said. It ain't even fair. Like, it, it ain't even fair. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if y'all lose 10 games in the next 20. The shit ain't even fair. There's no team. Sorry. There's no team right now built to beat you guys. Period. There's I don't I don't give a fuck what happens. There's like I don't even know what the East Coast is about. Like <laughs> they yeah. should even just go on here with these. Like you're talking about what Boston, Philly, Boston, Boston done. I don't even know why I keep saying Boston, Philly, Philly or Toronto. There's only two matchups in both teams. Star power ain't there. But Kevin, you don't look at it like that. No, like I we mean, can just coast nah. on here. That's exactly what a fan, how, how a fan would look at it. You know I'm, I'm look, that's called reality. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's certain, I mean, it, from the, you know, the surface level, that's, that stuff sounds, you know, perfect. And certain things might be true. But we still have to play those games. You do. And we, and we, and we still have to make those shots and play defense, especially in the playoffs, so like, we can be beat if we fuck around. That's how I look at it. I mean, unless you know, it's easy. It's easy for things to seep in and kind of fuck shit up. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it is, from an injury, from a shooting slump, from a altercation, from a anything can come and creep in when you're on this road trying to, especially when three in a row that can like easily turn. So it was like, man, yeah, if we do the right things, we have a great chance. But like, that's not a for sure. So let's just lock in every day and see what happens. It's not for sure what? It's not a for sure that everything's going to go perfect for us. No, it ain't. That's, <laughs> that's how you got that's that's how how that, this shit. You ain't going to be perfect, of course, but you don't need to be perfect going against the East. I, I, mm, nah. You got to be locked in in the playoffs. <laughs> like, you know that shit. I know, but unless a team, like, if I'm playing against you guys, unless a team, like, when it comes to talent, I don't think Toronto is playoff I don't think they're strong enough as a unit. The only group that has talent will be Philadelphia when it comes to talent. Mm. That, you know, you can have Jimmy Butler, like you, you got Embiid, you got players. Like they're probably the only threat that I can see. But that coach and staff is gonna say, hey, listen, fuck the game plan, go out there and play. We're not gonna run none of the plays they're used to because they're gonna fuck us up. Like I remember, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, it's one of those things that. Either you're crazy and you won this series, or you're crazy, you get the fuck out of here. Because I remember we, w- we was going against San Antonio. The only time I beat San Antonio. Coach yeah, said, Only time. Only time. Coach was like, <laughs> They tough to beat, especially back then. Coach was like, Listen, on the road? It was, it was nothing on the board. It was just matchups. There was no fucking game plan. Was on the road? Now we was at home. Uh-huh. Like Eddie was like, Listen, <laughs> if we play hard, <laughs> If we play smart, we can beat them. <laughs> but if they play hard and smart too, 
We have no chance. <laughs> he did not say <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, we just gonna go. We just gonna go out there, and we ain't even gonna run no plays in it. Y'all go out there and just play free. See what happens. We, he said we don't ran every game playing against them. We lost. We ain't gonna run nothing. They just go and play. Pop had Eddie Jordan. And we said, hey, hey, we in there sitting there like. Ah, ah, ah. You know them boys don't want to play street ball over there in San Antonio. That's what I'm saying. I know it. I, I hit 41 on them, and it was like yeah, he was going to work. Yeah, I was, was gonna say, what was your reaction when he said that when you're sitting there? And you're like, oh, yeah, come on, you already strategy. know, like one full flat the whole game. Like what they talking about? Green light. But do you think y'all have made it farther in the playoffs with y'all doing that? I, I probably, I think so. I think y'all have won more games. Y'all just been like, yo, you, Karan. Go get a basket for us. But you got to remember, at some point, like, when you're playing against talent, you got to like, gotta remember, a talented group, go have you. They're going to know all your plays. They're going mm-hmm. to they they have you depicted. So th- the only thing you can do is just go out there and say, fuck it. Just go out there and just ball. Just yeah. play play with them. Yeah, and always come back to street and just go out there and play, Just go out there and play with them. So you can't be a coach in the playoffs for a series and say, all right, listen, just go out there and play. Ain't no fucking game plan. Yeah. Like you get your ass fired. But does it? Does it? It wouldn't. That wouldn't be game one, right? Because like, you're seeing on a matchup, you're seeing. I mean, over look, and over. Listen, I, you, you're talking about three guys who can put up sixty. Like you can't be conventional against them. Like let's be let's be real. You can't say I'm going to shut him down and and then these two burn you. And then when you going to do game two, I'm going to focus on them two. Then he burns you. Like mm-hmm. like. <laughs> You just got to say, all right, listen, guys, listen. These motherfuckers is talented. Either y'all going to play hard or you're going to get fuck, yeah. fucked up. Just go. But our team, we don't, got a guy, we don't got a bunch of guys that, like, just going to break you down to dribble easily like that. I think our system make, our system works for everybody. And and sometimes when you do a good job of guarding our initial plays, you know, we we just improvise after that. And I think that's what makes us unique and different. Like, if, once you stop a play, Clay's not going to stop moving. Once you cut Steph off on the pick and roll, he's not going to stop moving. So it's not like we coming down and just like, yo, y'all clear out, you clear out, you just kill him, destroy him, you're just bigger and better than him. No, we just like, we actually cerebral out there. We keep moving, we keep finding back picks with six seconds left in the shot clock, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you knock it down, you walking back down court like, God, we just played, again, what's that, 18 seconds of good defense, and it's just like, he hit a three after that? Like, come on, man. Like, and you come back down, and you, and like, you was up fifteen, and now you up six point six points going into the uh, to the halftime. You like, we trying to kill morale. We not trying to like overpower you physically. We trying to we trying to kill your morale. We Break trying your to spirit. quiet the crowd. We trying to like amp our crowd up, and we trying to feed into the guys on the bench. So when they come into the game, they gonna continue to had a system working for us. You know, that's what those threes and that's how we play. You know what I'm saying? We it's deeper than it's deeper than basketball with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, well, speaking yeah, to speaking yeah. to <laughs> strength, the rumor, the rumor that's always been they say when you came in your your rookie season, you couldn't lift the bar. Not the, come on, man. Like the one thirty was it the one thirty? What was that? One eighty. It was one eighty five. They said you couldn't get it up there. Oh no, I couldn't. Get, I thought you said the bar. The, like, the, the one eighty five. You know, so funny is <clears throat> you changed the way they drafted. What you mean by that? Okay, listen. <laughs> Everything was built on strength before you came in. Motherfuckers had to be strong and strong this and strong that, yeah. and you came in and you couldn't lift. So that was like the little joke between like, oh yeah, that motherfucker weak, bye bye, yeah. and then 
20, 25, 30. Everybody's like, oh, she didn't even be strong no more. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when it actually shifted and they stopped really paying attention. Like, like motherfuckers, like, yo, how many times you live? Yeah, I lived the motherfucker 12 times. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. shit, that did go good. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, that's yeah, what I said. Yeah. Like, you really shifted the way, yeah. uh, was it, uh, combine? Yeah, I just really couldn't lift that shit. Like, people yeah, ask me, yeah, I, I said, people ask me, it's like, yo, like, I need to lift. I said, listen, Basketball is skill. Yeah, you just need it's leverage. A, it's yeah, a skill sport. Like there. It ain't nobody trying to sit there and play motherfucking nineteen eighty eight basketball no more. That shit's done. Yeah, you just like, need leverage out there. Yeah, that's it. Taking advantage. Yep. Um, what are teams doing different since you've been there in Golden State? It's what third season. Yeah. Um, on defense. Mm-hmm. You see, just a lot more gimmicks where they selling out their whole defense to stop the three pointer or. Trapping and pick and roll out deep, or like as soon as I catch in the post, sometimes they come to double. As soon as Steph come off a three pointer for a three pointer, the big is denying out hard, giving up, giving up the pass to our bigs. It's just like you know, you just see, you just don't know coming in games sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play yeah. and it's like, it throws you off a little bit, but um, once in the, in the playoffs, you know, you you can easily pick that stuff apart. Yeah, it's just- that's what I said. It's like I'm a, like with me and you know me and Antoine. I know if I did a pick and roll with Antoine, they couldn't hard show as hard because he was popping back at the three. Mm-hmm. You know they couldn't trap me because he's popping back at the three. Mm-hmm. You know it's we didn't they didn't they didn't switch when I played. It wasn't that they wasn't switching. Yeah, in. that's the thing. See, like that forced you to get into your one on one game once they start switching. So that didn't unlock a that didn't unlock a part of your game where you had to. Constantly do that every night. Now dudes are switching every game, all game. So imagine you playing against that. How many points would you have? That's what I said. I, I, I can tell you right now. If <laughs> all game, you know when I if I'm doing a pick and roll and a big man switch, nobody getting the ball. Yeah, like, no, why? Yeah, <laughs> I ain't passing y'all the ball. I got I got the matchup now. You know, Antoine in the post. I, I used to tell Eddie, like when we do a pick and roll and they they do switch. Why am I passing to the big man? And it was like, so we can, I said, because if I pass it to him, they're going to double, they're going to swing it out, and then we're going to swing it, and that's the, do you want the corner shot? Late in the clock like that? I, said, I, give it to me? I said, I already got the advantage. If I take this big nigga off the dribble and get to the paint, who going to block me? My my guard? Yep. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. ain't passing the ball in. Simple ball. <laughs> so now when y'all was playing, like when I first came into the league too, it was like straight pick and roll. So now when you're in the pick and roll as a guard, like, Back then, they was in the drop most of the time. Mm-hmm. So you always, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. damn, I, I can shoot every time. But should I, like, you know what I'm saying? So when you got the advantage yeah. on the switch, you're like, oh, now I know I can shoot because that's what they want me to do. They switch. My coach is like, yeah, you got a mismatch now and go to work. But when you in that pick and roll, just playing, like, just looking, you're like, shit. I, I, I can get 20 shots. <laughs> yeah, I can get easy, 20 shots like, easy sitting in that now, drop. Let me, let, me, let me show my man some love. You know what I'm saying? It's different. <laughs> <laughs> also, the way they're drafted, they're trying to get players that can switch and, and guard multiple positions, yeah, too. That's yeah, the probably biggest difference. Is the game... I mean, you know what's so funny is, like, I always read posts about... Because you came in, like, during both shifts, like, you, you're yeah, in... Yeah. You know, which game is easier? When you first came in or this yeah, style? Man, it's it's... It's, hard. it's both of them were hard because back then you got two guys just sitting in the paint, two bigs just sitting mm-hmm. in the paint. So, like, you really had to thank the game. That, that free-flowing pickup ball wasn't really going on back mm-hmm. then because the best team in the league was the Lakers um, coming up, and they had Gasol and Bynum. 
Mm-hmm. So oh, every team was adjusting to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially on the Western Conference. So every night you're going against two bigs. It was rare you had the small four. So mm-hmm. like guys sitting in the lane, like you got to work on your mid range. So mm-hmm. imagine dudes with no mid range, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they force you to the big. Like well, you're not making layups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step back threes is going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, dang, you got to knock down the mid range. So that's how I learned how to play in that spot. But now it's just like, man. As you get older, they take you out of all your sets, and you got to initiate from so far out sometimes. You got to play against so much. I got to play against these small, physical dudes where it's tough to get up, get low as I can. It's just like both of them are equally tough in my opinion, but you can see you can see the value of just like a pure all-around basketball player back then, just like playing the pick and roll, playing the post, mid-range, shooting threes. Like I feel like more players were playing that style. More, more right. That's more my, my taste back mm-hmm. then, how guys were playing. Instead, of opposed to like how it's going now. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I, someone said, um, like I, I was, I was, like it was immediate. Like, yo, I'm, I'm not a fan of James Harden anymore because I don't like the way he's playing. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, I, I can see how someone would get bored of just watching the same boom, boom, boom. But at the end of the day. If you can't stop him, why why should he change? Man, he's doing what's requ- required for him at this time. Man, like, if he if you tell him to switch his game up, he could. But he's doing what he has to do. <laughs> like if you can't stop that, but like, why am I gonna just automatically stop doing? If I if I'm going if I can go left and step back and bust your ass or go right step back, and you can't stop it, why am I just gonna change it for you? And especially if we're gonna get a W off of yeah, it, yeah. I'm st- I'm sticking with the yeah. same formula. Someone was like, uh, like, cause it's like, well, why the refs ain't calling? Cause it's like, yo, what he does is a travel. I said, it's sometimes he's traveling, sometimes he's not. Mm. If I'm a ref, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and call 20 travels on a dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not bailing you out as a defender. Yes. Yeah, like, I'm not going to bail yeah. you out like, travel, travel, travel. No, no, play some fucking defense, bro. If I'm a ref, <laughs> I, I be trying to look at it in rest perspective a lot. Like, if I'm a ref and I got a guy that's stepping back away from the room, it, like those little ones may be a travel, but like I could see if he was going towards the rim, mm-hmm. he was traveling. It's gonna be an easier shot. He's stepping back into a tougher shot. shot. So I'm like, I'm just you just let the game play that out. See what happens after that. But that's what people don't understand that like like a referee is also like a student of the game. Yeah. It's like yo, I'm not gonna sit here and just keep blowing. Him. Play yeah. defense. Yeah. You know yeah. if 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 he does something that has. Him at a total advantage, but I don't think an advantage is him step back fading away. Yeah. That he doesn't have an yeah, advantage over so. you. And, his, and it's not like it's like you say it's it's like he tiptoes a little bit on the if it's a travel, mm-hmm. it's a step back. So some of them joints you got to look at the video <laughs> yeah, yeah. three or four times to see if it's a travel. And so in the ref, it's happening so fast, fast, it's hard for them to see that. What's he doing different this season from what you watched? Um, nothing. I think he's just <laughs> had more opportunities. <laughs> he's got more opportunities to do his thing, and he just—he's at the peak of his powers. On his confidence on another level, I feel. Mm-hmm. He's like, a, he stepped into me and my guys were talking last night. Like you know, when guys step into superstardom, yeah, he stepped into like where he's like, like when you had drop your first album, and you make platinum. Like he's he's out of here. Mm-hmm. This is like his third album, but he's out of here to the point. Like yeah, he's a he he can be he is a star, and he's going he's doing it easy too. Yeah, and that's and that's so that's so that's so sad because if he was in a bigger market, he would already been a star. And Houston is a big market. Yeah, Houston. I think Houston is a big market. But but when I but when when you look at when you he's always been a star. But when you I seen him on ESPN, like even after a loss, when you on ESPN, like 
you got 10, 11, like, flash clips of you, what you did the last week or two for the last, for, like, a long stretch of time is what they're doing with James. You're a star to me. And it don't matter what market you're in. It's just, like, whoever's going to pick you up is going to take you to that level. But why is, like, when you look at, like, fan, like, you know, you look at fan voting, it's like, how come he's not translating the fans like that? Like, like I don't think they understand. Like, you know what I mean? It's like. But they know how, him, though. They know him, but it's like if well, so you look what, at him, like he so wouldn't be that he wouldn't be a starter right now. In, but in, what is that then? Yeah, and Tuka, he's you know from LA. When they start hating, you know, big you market. Like he's in you, so he's got two big fan bases right there. I think I think he doesn't know he doesn't have n- enough hate. I think that's what it is. For you to be great in this league, you got to have a group that hates you too. But the like, haters wouldn't vote for you. A lot of people hate James Harden. <laughs> Not really. Haters game. Not Don't really. Don't say the person, but haters like, game. Okay, if you had to take your all-star numbers and take it off that and then say, all right, these motherfuckers hate me out here right now. Am I going to be starting an all-star from fan voting? You would have probably be like, ah, oh, shit, they do really hate a nigga. But that's when, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd be like, damn, they do really hate it. But that's when you know you've at. Niggas be still having two million votes. I can't say that's hate. I, but... You for, know what for, what he's, like, for what he's doing, like I mean, for what he's doing, like come on, like for what he's doing, Luca has more votes than him. That's like, his popularity. I know, I but would, I'm just I saying say for hate. two for, million people. But for a dude who's really like you're, you're tearing the leagues a new ass. Like you are right now carrying that title as a top scorer. Like, yes, but you know nowadays though, like. Nowadays, like you, that that stuff has to be dissected to the point where it's like, all right, we know he can score. He he's done it for a few years now. Let's see, like how he's really scoring. All right, let's nitpick. Yeah, see, that, that thinks so. that's why I say like, he. What got- can he be like? Why is he scoring like this? Why are they fouling him so? Why does he get to the free throw line so much? Why he got to shoot step backs? Why he got to celebrate? Like you nitpicking now. Just <laughs> shut up and just watch what he's doing. I think. But that's what I'm, like, you know. What I'm I, I, I think when when a motherfucker becomes like when they start hating you, like that's why I said he's going into because when you start nitpicking at him, that's, why that's I know when you're out of here. Yeah, when that's you start yeah. nitpicking you. That's why I know you into superstardom because it's like all right, they 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 just they intro to you now. It's like all right. How can I dissect this person? Uh, like, yeah, they actually thinking about you more yeah. more than they would before. Like, I, like last year, I mean, you know, when Chris Paul's there, you know, it kind of takes away. That's what I said. People don't say when you have talent, you you have to suppress your talent sometimes. Like, there there be a time where you like, damn, I can shoot, I can shoot this motherfucker every time I come off this pick and roll. But you know, I see. You know, Clay got the ball a couple of times. Let me go ahead and just swing it. And I'm just going ahead and swing it. Anybody tell a dude, like, yo. Like, I'll, you lose those battles sometimes, yeah. though. Yeah, I was, was going to bust your ass tonight, but you lucky Clay going <laughs> off. <laughs> you lose those little battles because it's like, yeah, I could have killed you for yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, damn, you go home. It's like, fuck. I could have. I had, should have had 30. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I you talked have. about, you get to a point in your career where you realize it's, you know, like you got to give things up for a team for, for the sake of winning. Yeah, I mean, my, I mean, how I look at it is I made I made so much money. I played the game up for, like, just before I played it because I loved it, but I played it for, like, everything that came with it as well. But I'm like, yeah, I did. Everything I really wanted to do in my personal life, like, let me just actually dive into this game now. Like, mm-hmm. it's a real, like, something I got to figure out, almost like Battleship or chess. or Like, I got to just figure this out different ways. So, like, when you dive straight into the game, you're just like, man, this shit is... You see all the small nuances in it, and it's cool to figure that out that, at that age. And I think you only learn that through experience. What changed the most for you after you won the first championship? Um, that I just realized my formula worked on for how I work on my game. Was that I, the, was that the greatest feeling though? Like all the 
all the all the hate that man. came up and man, it's it's more so I'm looking at it like as a, when I first picked up a ball and then just like all the shit that I went through as a ball player to get to that point where you're the last man standing, uh, last team standing. Everybody's watching your game that day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? As a kid, you start off in the rec center. You got five, six people watching you every, every Saturday. Now, like, everybody in the country and most of a lot of people around the world are watching you play, and you played your best. Like, how would any person in the world feel on that mm-hmm. stage? You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, man, this is this is exactly where I want to be in my life at this point. It just made me happy. And then I don't think other people understand that, too. It's like, when you have a dream, <laughs> like, when you have a dream... Yeah. And you get a chance to like, like, oh, I can really make my dream come true. Yeah. I think people people like the idea of a dream, but then when when they say, all right, listen, my if I go down the same path, I won't hit my dream, or I don't know when my dream might hit. Mm-hmm. But if I can just alter a little bit and jump and go here, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh no, I don't like that because I remember I already had like. I already knew what I was going to do if I won a championship. <laughs> like, I already fucking knew. Like, I already had it planned. Like, as soon as I win a championship, I'm going to throw my jersey on the floor. I'm going to run out of the arena. Oh, I swear. And them niggas ain't going to see me no more. Ever. <laughs> like, we all like, think about that. Shit. Like, like I'm not going to do an interview. I ain't going to be on stage. I'm going to run. Motherfuckers will be calling. Like, where you? That's just going to be the mystery of what happened yeah, tonight. Yeah. Like, I had that. That was a dream. Yeah. But that was a dream. Like, I didn't want to be on stage. I wanted to be <laughs> like, so yo, I funny. dropped my shit at Bow, nigga, got in my car and gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody think about that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, especially, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's like, crazy. you see it, man. Disneyland. I'm going to Disney where, like, people don't understand, man. Like, when a person has a dream, like, the point of a dream is getting there by any means. Like, yeah. I, I'm trying to get to that dream. Because mm-hmm. I remember when, when, I, when I made it to the NBA and... And Mullen was like, all right, your dream was to make it here, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, you made it. Now what? Mm. You know what I mean? Now what's, what's your new dream? Because you made it here. What's your new dream? Yep. And then it's like, oh, shit, let me hold it. Let me think about it. Yep. You know what I mean? And <laughs> <laughs> let me think about it. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. the game is fun, man. People just don't understand. They, they look at your personalities on the court. And they feel we not we not human. Yeah, like, yeah. they feel we not human. Like, mm. you know, it's like, oh, did you see this person? He told this fan to shut up. <laughs> but I, I can't tell a motherfucker to shut up. Like, what, especially what when they're talking, acting. Like what are you talking asshole? about? I can't yeah. tell him to shut. Like, why can't I tell him to shut up? The, you know? the requirement of a fan is to come, <laughs> you get to come to an arena and you can act like a total kid for the, for a couple hours. So I treat you like that. <laughs> That's what I said. I like. I used to like. Go at fans. Oh, it was like I used to I talk. I used to talk because they're they're there to be entertained. Yeah, we're in the arena. Like I'm in the arena. Like I'm expecting the opposite fans to say whatever the fuck they want. I'm gonna bust their teammates' ass and I'm gonna talk shit back. Mm-hmm. So you know there was this mutual mutual mm-hmm. respect yeah. between fans and players. But I hate when people are like, oh, did you see him? He, he flicked them off. Yeah, he flicked me off too. Like, so, <laughs> what are you so, talking about? I, I gave him the same thing he gave me back. We cool. We good. Ain't he ain't arguing. The motherfucker ain't arguing. Nothing's going to happen when we leave here. <laughs> yeah, you're not a maniac. You're not just going at people if you want to. I come you're provoked. To, I come to work and, and, and focus on my job. If somebody want to chime in and get in the way of what I'm doing, if I got time at that <laughs> I moment, time, I'm definitely going to say something. If I don't die, if I don't, I'm just going to chalk it up. 
That's what I said. I'm glad. I'm glad Instagram and and, and Twitter wasn't there when I played. Oh my <laughs> gosh, y'all boy. Or just having a phone in your face. That's the thing now. Everyone has their phones out at all times. You can avoid that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're going to... the Insta, everything, somebody else having their phone just watching you from a... Yeah, that's, corner, that's, that's the thing that's I just one. don't understand. It's like, you can't even, you can't even be you no more. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's, the, that's the problem. Because you can be you, but there comes more scrutiny now. Like, you know, in off season, I want to chill and hang out. Me being normal offends everyone else mm. who's being normal. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, if, yeah. you know, it's like my normals somehow offend you because you supposed, like I supposed to be like doing something totally different. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Gilbert Arenas talking like one of us? Yeah. <laughs> I'm offended now. Like, like, what Should the? not be doing that. He's made millions of dollars. Yeah, he told Stop me to, talking like yeah, that. He told Stop me having to, real world problems. He Gil. told me to fuck off. Like, like, yeah, I'm a fucking like, I, I'm doing, like I'm, I'm on Instagram mode. I'm not the basketball exactly. player. I'm Instagram Doing the same thing you're doing. Truth. Talking shit. Like, don't don't get mad about my opinion with a motherfucking another opinion. Like, what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like, you have a sickness if you do that shit. Like, what the fuck is crazy? crazy. <laughs> That's why I just stopped giving a fuck. Like, yeah. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm going, if I see something I don't like or something funny, I'm going to do what I do, and then you're just going to be mad because I'm not going to apologize. I mean, I'm, I, actually, I'm going to double down. <laughs> I don't really see the problem with people just being who they are. Like, fuck it. It's, it's hard. Like, like LeBron, I, I like LeBron now because it's like now he's finally like I think he's at a he's, he's at unguarded. A, he's at a point now where he's like, you know what? I've done so much. What I say should be valued now. Mm. You know, before you know, I was you know protecting the image, trying to figure out you know should I tap into this subject? You know, shouldn't I? And then it's, and now it's just like you know if he has a problem with something, he needs his voice to be heard. He's saying, I'm like, okay, I like that. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's cool. But it's hard to get to that point where you're protecting yourself, protecting your image. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You want to offend people. But then you get to a point where you're like, guess what? I'm a, like, I'm going to be who I am yeah. and, uh, and find that comfort level. For sure. I mean, people respect um, success. And I feel like LeBron always had the power. I feel like his, he always had a loud voice. Um, but when you're so locked in on your work and, and trying to accomplish your mm -hmm. dreams and goals, like... So certain stuff is like, I don't even want to focus on that right now. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But when you're in your what, 16th year, you're 34, and you probably, <laughs> it probably hit him last year. He's the oldest dude in the, the, the all-star locker room. I'm like, yeah, you're OG. I remember it was 37, 38 was the oldest. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're 33, you're the oldest guy in here. So like, you could just tell that his experiences have shown him a lot, and he's really re willing to give it back to his teammates. And to other people who want to, uh, you know, eventually get into this life, not just as a baller. You know what I'm saying? He's he's opening up a lot of doors, uh, opening up a lot of people's minds to like what an NBA player should be like. And you know, you just see that just happens through just going through so much in this league. He's been a star since he was uh, nine years old. <laughs> when did that change for you? Um, I mean, I would say. I would say once I, when, once I first got into the league, I was, you know, at that, like, all right, now you're a star. Like, you got shoe deals, you getting ESPN covers, you're doing, yeah, you're doing commercials <laughs> with the hibachi. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody was reading the paper. You was waking up in the morning, going to school at 6 a.m., reading about Gil, and then a year later, like, you're doing an EA Sports commercial with him. Like, that yeah. shit hit you fast. And so I'm like, all right, that's just, I guess, just who I am. Like, I don't see my other guys coming to the league with shit like this. So, like, mm -hmm. I guess I'm a star. You know what I'm saying? So you start to think about and 
sometimes you overthink about like how can I keep this up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it's just like when I I got injured, everything kind of slowed down for me. And I spent like four months not even. I couldn't even get up and go to the gym and shoot. Or I couldn't even get up and walk to the bathroom and brush my teeth without some help. You know what I'm saying? Because my foot was mm-hmm. broke and mm-hmm. I couldn't. So it was just like the little shit I started to realize and things started to open up for me. And what's important to me was just getting up every morning and working out before practice and going through practice and working out afterwards and getting a sweat. That shit made me happy yeah. coming home. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, damn, like I had a good day just doing this. <laughs> yeah. You know Appreciate what I'm saying? Like, shit. So I'm like, I don't really want to be a star mm-hmm. no more. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that no more because it's just like, it's, it's not, I, I can't even be me. So that's what, why lately I've just been like, yo, this is who I am. Just accept me accept me for who I am because like, if I didn't play ball, y'all wouldn't know me. So like, why does it matter like what I'm thinking to y'all? Like, fuck, who are y'all? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just hooping. So just look at me for that. So I, I guess it's different for everybody. But for me, that was my switch. We love to see it. We know you got to run, got a plane to catch. Yeah, that's the, like, a, a like I remember this jersey like it was. But there we go. <laughs> Throwback Gil that's and KD. Damn, I remember that day. Now close your eyes and repeat after me. I am the shoot button. I am the shoot button. I will take it to the hoop every time. I will take it to the hoop every time. No man will stop me. No man will stop me. Except for Gilbert Arenas. What? Don't break concentration, Kevin. Because yeah, yeah. that's what I was like, God damn that motherfucker can shoot. <laughs> so, I was wearing Adidas. I was wearing Adidas on that shoot. Yeah. I was in between, like, should I wear Nike or Adidas? And I went up for a dunk and I went, like, my toe got stubbed. He's fucking Adidas. He was like, yo, chill. He was like, yo, they they, they got the mics on They got the mics on, yeah. I was like, what you mean? I'm like, he, he was like, yeah, I know, I know what you're going through. Chill. I was like, chill out. OG advice. Yeah, yeah. They got the mics on. You want them to use that against you if you're negotiating. Yeah, yeah. Now he's got the deal. Yeah. All right, Kevin, thanks for coming through. No doubt.